Welcome back to the Essentially Blue podcast. My name is Tommy, and I'm joined by a few, a few amazing guests today. I'm joined by Kiwi, and I'm joined by Abdul. So, hey guys, say welcome to the chat. Hey, what's up? What's up, everyone? Welcome, welcome. Nice to have you guys. They're all Chelsea fans, so we're going to be talking about, you know, the match that happened yesterday, Chelsea versus Lille. And we're going to be previewing the Chelsea versus Liverpool match that hap- that's going to happen on Sunday. So it should be fun. It should be a fun uh, conversation. So guys, what do you think about the Chelsea match? Obviously, it was a splendid match, though, as always. It's Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Everything we touched is splendid. Yeah? Not uh, Mostly, what, what happened in that match was we started off good. Then had a very dry spell again. Not that it was a bad spell, but we stopped attacking. We stopped pressurizing. We let them attack us. We let them pressure us. But we got the job done at the end. So it's not as if it was a, it was a bad result. Though. But that moment where the lack of intensity dropped from us was, was not the best, yeah, to be honest. I agree, yeah. So Ubi, so yeah, what was your reaction to the lineup? When I saw the lineup, the lineup, I was a bit surprised, but not very much because Lukaku was not playing. Mm-hmm. But I thought maybe this is best for the team. As you may know, we of course we know two 0 It was one of the best performances Chelsea have ever put in the last, I think, fifteen games in all competitions. Mm-hmm. And arguably, Kai Havertz is a much better striker than Lukaku is because when he doesn't get serviced, he he drops deep. Similar to, to to Harry Kane in Spurs. I mean, I really hate Spurs. This is <laughs> really yeah. <laughs> it's a must to be a Chelsea yeah. fan, right? But credit where credit is due, right? For Harry Kane, one of the best strikers in the world right now, and one of his best abilities is he he drops deep, takes the ball, and runs forward. Maybe passes it to others. Similar to Kai Havertz, of course. Kai Havertz is much younger. He still needs to develop his game. He's like twenty-one, I think, twenty-two years old, more or less. So yeah. like. He always does score in, in like one of the important matches, whether it's Champions League final or the Cup or World Cup, the, the penalty that he scored. I mean, of course, all the credit goes to Aspi because he did mind games against the Palmeiras uh, players when he took the ball, pretended to shoot it. So everyone's like kind of blaming, shouting at him. But then he gave it to Havertz and Havertz just shot it with, I don't know, really, it was a bullet uh, strike back then. But anyways, back to little game. Havertz really put a bullet header. He was amazing. He was dropping deep. He was helping in defense as well, which is something Lukaku does not do usually. Yeah. So this is why I prefer him over uh, Lukaku. Abdul, what do you think? Abdul, what do you have to think? Yeah, what you said is actually what has been on my mind for a minute now about Lukaku, to be honest. Um, Chelsea football is not football that you stand in one position and you hope for the ball to come to you. That's not how we play. Yeah, That's true. not how we, we function. You have to go back. You have to go back deep. You have to get the ball to to attack them. As you could see what Kai Havertz was doing yesterday from the start to the end. Mm-hmm. He came back to go front to look for the ball. The ball didn't just come to him. He didn't just expect the ball to come to him. He had to move to get the, to get the ball. But in other words, unlike Lukaku, as we watched the last match he played in, he didn't move. He was just waiting for the ball to come to him. And Chelsea football, you do not wait for the ball to come to you. You have to make those plays. You have to make those moves. Just the, the slightest move can open up a very big chance for him. But the fact that he doesn't move doesn't doesn't bring the chances out for him. And that's where his biggest problem right now is in Chelsea. What, what do you guys think about like the whole criticism that's been 
thrown towards um, Tuku in regards to Lukaku. Like, oh, the people, I, I don't know, prior to the match, I don't know if you guys heard, they were like, oh, you know, Tuku doesn't really know how to use Lukaku. The team, the attacking, the attacking uh, process of the team isn't really working out. I don't know. Ubi, what do you think? Well, I think it's nonsense. I mean, haters will always hate. Everts had way more touches than Lukaku did. It was an awful display by Lukaku. But he has been very awful, really, Lukaku. But yeah, I mean, Tuchel shouldn't be uh, criticized. Thanks to him, we, we already won a Champions League. <laughs> yeah, which is huge. It's a huge trophy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Abdul, what do you think? Like, I mean, the criticism of Tuchel, I don't know if you heard about it. It was on Twitter and everywhere. They were like, oh, you know, yeah, Tuchel. I heard about it, but yeah. I feel like he shouldn't be criticized over something that is not in his control, to be honest. Lukaku is the one that is not playing to the way he Tuku wants him to play. Lukaku is playing how he plays. So you cannot just criticize our coach over something he's not in control of. If Tuku, I've, I've heard once or twice that that's not the way Tuku wants him to play, but that's the way he keeps on playing. So at this point, it's more of a Lukaku problem mm. than a Tuku problem. I keep hearing all this like, oh, you know, he should... You know, perhaps use a counter-attacking style, blah blah blah, or perhaps Tuku should be sacked. It makes no sense. So I is you know it's kind of odd where you get all of us all like agreeing about Lukaku <laughs> about this Lukaku situation. <laughs> no, they cannot sack him over one player now. That's, that's that's yeah. But I mean, you know how Chelsea, you know how Chelsea have been like. Well, sometimes I've heard that you know we favor the player over the manager. So it's interesting to see that. You know, nah, all I, don't think, I think this will be different to be honest because so. what this coach has done over <laughs> done is greater than what most players can do for us. True, true, nah. true, true, true. So, in regards to the match, who was your man of the match? UB, well, to me, it was Kante. I mean, I think he was the actual man of the match, but to me as well, I mean, for a man of his height, he has a long reach. If you saw him against uh, big players like the the striker of Lille. He was just amazing. He had like four lungs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we all know how Kante never Kante, gets tired. Yeah. He even, even running at defenders, he made an amazing pass. He even had lots of shots, even in, in other matches, not, not only the one against Lille. He was everywhere. He was like a sweeper, you know. If there's a mistake, you see Kante's legs every everywhere just correcting the mistakes the other players. So it has to be Kante, in my opinion. Kante, yeah. 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 Abdul, what do you think? Who was your man of the match? Like, what was your... What, 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 was, the moment, what was the moment that stood out, stood out for you in the match? Thiago Silva's defensive abilities. Yeah, it was quite uh, uh, Thiago Silva is, to be honest, right now, I don't think he ever played this good for PSG. Mm. It just feels like he's a different breed in Chelsea because he was making blocks that on a normal day, somebody for his age, at his age should not be making. Mm. He would block the ball. He would chase after the ball if it gets back to a little player and still block it again effortlessly. And still go back and do it again and again and again. But obviously, the man of the match was Kante. But what stood out for me was Thiago Silva, to be honest. Yeah, he was, he played, he was top notch, actually. It's incredible. Every time I watch him, I'm just like, wow, how does he do it? You know? You will not believe he's that old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just incredible. Incredible. So, who had a stinker for you? Rudiger was not in his form yesterday. Mm. Yeah, Rudiger had his moments. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. But he started getting his feet back towards the end, though. But yesterday, he was not just on that Rudiger. Yeah, like the standard, the standard he sets yeah. for himself. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, like, what else? I mean, the little match was really nice, though. Like, I mean, I loved how Havertz, you know, you know how he glided through the, through the attack. He showed, he showed his words. Yeah. 
Yeah, he showed his work. Yeah. And he, this is this was not the Kai Havertz we first saw, if you all noticed. Mm. This was not the first Kai Havertz we saw when he originally joined Chelsea, when he first started. But over the time, he got, he got his confidence back and he's now playing the way he feels. He feel, he's playing the way he knows how to play. He's playing safe. He's playing free. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, feel free to elaborate. Um, when Kai Havertz first joined Chelsea, we all... There was also a time that everybody was saying, oh, no, this was not the person for us. Why did Chelsea sign him? But <laughs> after a while, he started playing how he was playing back in his old, how he was playing back in his old club. Because mm. Kai Havertz is not a player that stays in one place, and we all know that. He likes getting into positions. He likes, he likes popping up out of nowhere. He likes just coming out of nowhere. Because if I watched a couple of videos from his other club, he, you never see him where he scores from. He just pops out from positions, gets the tapping or something. And of recent, that's the Kai Havertz who I've been seeing now. Him just popping up from nowhere, getting those goals and performing like the star that he is. EB, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with Abdul. Uh, his work rate is amazing because he, although he's a striker, mm-hmm. but as he said, like he, you can see him on the right wing sometimes, on the left wing. Even when Lampard uh, used to be a manager, he used to play him as a right wing. So he's a really versatile beast. You can play him almost everywhere in the attacking positions. His uh, yeah. defensive work rate is good. And because he drops deep and he's got the pace, he's got the flair. Uh, for a man, his, his uh, height, he's pretty tall, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think he could be a legend, similar to Balak, you know? I mean, yeah, of course, Balak yeah. is a midfielder, but mm-hmm. he used to attack a lot. So Havertz can be the next big thing at Chelsea if he stayed, I think, for like long-term, next 10 years or so. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. But Abdul, what do you think? Like, I mean, moving forward now, what do you think will happen at Chelsea in regards to like our attack and all that? I feel like we are going to lose some players. Okay. I feel like Lukaku, if he doesn't pick up his... His, his goal rate, his scoring. I feel like by this summer, it might be an option for him to actually go. But I feel like we should keep him and see, try to work on him. And our attack actually, our attack is solid. Our attack is actually quite solid. Yeah. Pulisic is doing wonders, playing as if, as if he's one prime Messi right now. <laughs> dribbling. <laughs> Dribbling, passing, scoring, as if he's, as if he's nothing. To be fair, he, he had that in his locker. Like, he was always... That's, you know, people always said, you know, play him at the left wing. I always noticed Tuku plays him right wing back, which is a bit of a problem, but... Yeah. He does play him at right, right wing back because Reese James is injured. I feel we don't get the best out of him in his right wing back, in that right wing back position. At the same time, you can't say he doesn't do a good job at that right wing back. Yeah, but it's, if you remember... He does. He does, yeah. yeah. If you remember that match against Liverpool... When like Pulisic scored, and then all of a sudden Tuchel made this sub, and then Pulisic went back to right wing back. It kind of like killed our attack, our momentum. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you guys remember? So that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I rather have Udoi play right wing back than Pulisic. I feel like Pulisic is be- is a better finisher, so we need him in that position. You know. Agreed. Yeah. First of all, he needs to work on his left foot. His left foot is like it doesn't exist. You know, if it's not on his right foot, his finishing is just awful. And even then, sometimes his finishing just lacks a lot. Mm. Like he he missed so many chances in the Premier League in the beginning. Like the I'm talking about the Burnley one one, the others, famous Barkley and the others. It it was awful. Like just I was really angry that day. <laughs> I still remember it. But yeah, I mean, Pulisic still puts really really good defensive display. I mean, talking about little match yesterday. Did you see his slight tackle before he? Yeah. Uh, 
He was sub. It was amazing. And you're coming up against Renato Sanchez, for God's sake. I mean, it's an amazing ta um, slide tackle, am amazing goal, which kind of reminded me of his almost scored goal in the Champions League final against uh, Man City. When he almost scored, it was like a chip kind of shot. Yeah. But this time he scored, luckily. It was, it was really close, though. But, I mean, in regards to what Abdul said, Yubi, what do you think? Um, He says he doesn't want Lukaku to leave. He doesn't think... No, he said he doesn't think Lukaku should leave. What do you think? I mean, I'll have to disagree with Abdul on this, with all due respect. But I think since ever since that um, interview with the Sky Sport Italia, or whatever they called it, <laughs> yeah. I think it's like a broken marriage. Even if mm. we forgive him as a fan mm -hmm. base, or the staff, or players, even themselves... This will be always remembered because it's a big scandal. You're, he was, he's 28 years old. So if he was 24, 23 and said, okay, I want to come back to Inter when I'm in my prime days, you would say, okay, fair enough. So when his contract runs out, maybe he will go to uh, Inter Milan and continue his career. Okay, fair enough. But he's 28. It is his prime years already. And he said he wants to move on and play at his prime. Saying that sentence alone with, alongside with like Chelsea's kind of not a big club, it's not like a Bayern Munich or Real Madrid or whatever he said yeah. back then. Yeah. It's just, it's a big scandal. I, I cannot forgive him. Even if he scores goals and provides this, it's not enough. I think he has to go sooner <laughs> rather than later so we can recoup at least half of what we paid if we're lucky 60 odd million pounds but i think he has to go we're better off with sky havertz even werner i mean werner don't get me wrong werner is kind of bad at finishing <laughs> but he still is better than lukaku because he's got the pace he also is good defensively whereas lukaku just hands he yeah. doesn't defend at all he's his know? pressing is really but abdul what do you think his pressing is really bad right like yeah lukaku is not a player that you want that thinks he should be going back to do anything. He believes he's just meant to be <laughs> up no. there when the ball comes, <laughs> he, he pushes and gets the chance. And <laughs> he doesn't know that in Syria and Premier League, they're different. He got the ball, he, he would push the players, push the players and get that chance to shoot. But if you're watching Premier League, the defenders are massively tall and have the same body size as him. Mm -hmm. So when he gets the ball to push them, they were obvi they're obviously going to contest with him. So yeah. if that is not working out for Lukaku, he needs to find another way to, to score. And he's still doing the same thing. Like in the, what was the last team we played again? Crystal Palace, yeah? You could see that defender that outplayed Lukaku. Lukaku is bigger than him, but that player, uh, he outmuscled Lukaku for the size of Lukaku. Come on, that should show you that there's something different, def definitely wrong in his style of play. Because he, he was being bullied by somebody that he's bigger than. And that's not right. That's not right, to be honest. It's appalling. But you, we move, we move, we move. So let's talk about the Liverpool we match. Move. Yeah, we move, yeah. Let's, talk, let, let's, let's go to Abdul. Abdul, what do you think about the Liverpool match? What do you, well, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? To be honest, as a Chelsea fan, I used to say one thing before we used to play any big match. Mm -hmm. We're the underdogs and if we lose, we lose. So that I don't get too much heartbreak at the end. But I feel like we should be able to win Liverpool. But their attack is mostly the problem. That's just the thing. Liverpool's attack is too fast. For our... I won't say our defence is slow, but... We are not as fast as them, to be honest. But if we have... If our midfield is strong that day... I feel like that day we should have a Kante cover city midfield. Jorginho shouldn't... He shouldn't start, at least. I don't know if you guys think of that, because... To be honest, I like cover to be honest. When Kovacic is playing, I just have this kind of, okay, 
he has the he has pace to track players. Unlike Jorginho, Jorginho doesn't have that pace, and Kovacic is very good on the ball. Like he knows how to hold the ball. He knows how to spread out passes. Like our last match against Crystal Palace, can't you see when he if he when he came on, he was the one that gave that Lukaku. Pass, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was offside. Yeah, you could see, you could see what he brings to the team in an instant. He knows how to hold the ball. He knows how to pass. He knows how to defend, and he has the pace and he has the stamina to defend. Unlike, I'm not saying I don't like Jorginho. I love Jorginho, but in against like a team of Liverpool strength, they would outpace and and they would out, they would just. Surround Jorginho, and that would be bad for us, especially in a Didn't final. Didn't Jorginho play the first two matches? Okay, I'm, I'm re- mainly the match in Stamford Bridge. Didn't he play that one? The one covers the scored. Did he? Yeah, Kante was out, but he was Kante was yeah, still out. Yeah. yeah. So it was Jorginho, Kante right? Was, yeah, he was. was yeah. Uh-huh. Ubi, what do you think? Like what Abdul said about Kovacic. I mean, in regards to no, no, in regards to Kovacic, because I mean, you know, like Kovacic got injured yesterday, and Ziyech as well. But I don't know the up, I don't know the updates about injuries, but they said it was not something too serious, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Tuchel said since he have like a forty resting, he might come back. It might not be a serious injury, but I think if Ruben Loftus Cheek can play, he, he put an amazing performance yesterday against Lille when he came on. He was really smooth, he was really fast in transition, he's actually really physical. And we kind of like this because if you think about it, Kovacic and Kante, they're not the tallest. Yeah, yeah. Same with Jorginho. Jorginho's slightly taller, but he's, you know, he's, you know, slim. We, we like this kind of uh, defensive monster. I mean, Rubatic is just amazing, but his transi- transition is really good. His defensive display is amazing. His work rate is awesome. His, um, his presence in, in the box. I think Ruben Loftusik should uh, start alongside Kante, but yeah, yeah. we're good with uh, Loftusik. I didn't even get Kovacic into um, Ruben into account because for the first time, that was the first time Ruben played that deep for Chelsea. I, I don't if you guys have if you guys have ever noticed that was the first time he didn't push forward, and he actually did a very good job. To be honest, he was like yeah, yeah. To be honest, I agree with what you guys said, but Ruben, he doesn't really fill me with confidence. He had a good game against Lille, but against uh, Crystal Palace, he didn't have a good game. Can we all agree on that? Or no? Yeah, I do. It was, we will not say bad, but it no, wasn't. It was really bad. His greatest. Yeah, it was his best performance. Yeah, the the one from Lille was far better. He deserved. He almost deserved a man of the match. If he started, <laughs> I think he would have been man of the match for us. He was really that good. At least in me. Well, when it comes to the final against Liverpool, I'd rather have the partnership of Kovacic and Kante. But I don't really yeah. see Ruben, you know. I mean, I don't know if Ruben is up for it. Hopefully, he proves me wrong. No, if we are in the lead and we are looking for someone to hold our midfield, like defensively, um, I think Ruben should be giving a go if we are in the lead, trying to hold the win. If we are starting, uh, Ruben should not start that. <laughs> Yubi, what do you think about like Ziyech then? I mean... Is he injured or? Um, I'm not sure if he can come back. I think his injury might be a bit more serious than uh, the one from Kovacic. This is so sad. It is sad because he was arguably one of our best attacker. Yeah. We have everything, but DH has been really amazing. Yeah. So the fact that he might not play makes me think if we're going to score, it would be like a 1 0 victory and it would be from a set piece. From a set piece. And I think someone like Rudiger would score a goal from the set piece, not our attackers. That would be amazing. But Abdul, I want to say like, in regards to what Yubi just said now, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, 
I was gonna yeah. say something actually. Um, th- this is so unfortunate because like every time, if you remember in preseason as well, Ziyech was our most informed player going into the season, and he got injured. Right, I think at the Super Cup, you remember the Super Cup, he got injured, and now it's like the, yeah. this is this is probably yeah. the third time it's happening again because I know he got injured uh, in the season. I don't know what the injury was, but I think he got injured in the season. He lost a bit of form as well. So it's just okay, okay. It's just unfortunate that this is happening though. I hope I have my fingers crossed. I hope. We get good news before the match, but yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah, because ZH is our informed player, right? Yeah, now. true, true that. But I mean, on the bright side, Abdul, we have Mount to replace him, and we have Riz James possibly. What do you make of that? Oh, I love mixing Mount no matter what. Nobody can ever, <laughs> nobody can ever make me think otherwise about mixing Mount. <laughs> he is that boy is too good. Did you see the celebration ah, yesterday it. when Harvard scored? Did you yeah. see the celebration? And I loved he loves it. the club. Yeah, yeah I loved he loved it so much. It was, it was, a, it was. A He's a true blue. He's a true blue man. I feel like Charles. when Mason is there, anything is possible. To be honest, yeah. he doesn't do much, but like when he is on the ball, you know that okay, he can create that chance. Yeah. He can make it happen, yeah. and he he's also good when he comes back. He defends the way. and he scores. He scores. And Mason is just an all-round player. To be honest, for me. I have I can never see anything wrong with him to be honest until Perfect I see knows. it. But for now, not exactly. Yeah, because but if we have Rich James back in that match, uh, it can bring a lot of possibilities to us. When you have a yeah. player like Rich James, yeah, that's when you can now think of a player like Lukaku as well. Nah, so that he, I agree. No, nah. but like Rich James, we able to, Rich James might be able to deliver those crosses that are actually lacking for Lukaku. You might never know. He might be the one. To those crosses that Lukaku needs but at the same time I cannot give you an assurance on Lukaku because if there's anything he wants to do he will do but with Rhys James in the team I feel like we'll be strong defensively and we'll be strong um, attacking wise as well yeah. I agree to a certain point because I mean when you said crosses and Lukaku do you know what came to my mind? That goal Howard scored against Burnley, whereas James crossed it to him and then he added it into the bottom yeah. corner. So, oh, yeah. you know, so it's like, you know, give and take. But for me, I'd rather have Havertz and I'd rather have Havertz and Rich James. Or I don't think Rich James will start, though. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think As- Aspie will be dropped immediately or he'll be pushed to centre back? We cannot give Rich James the get go, like the go ahead, because he's just coming back from injury. Yeah. But I feel like if he's 100, he should actually just get the stats because. We have all we have seen Rich James go from injury and come back, start and still do it as if he never left. So if if he can come back and do it again uh, against Liverpool again in the final, nobody's saying no to that. You be what do you think? Because it will be an intense match. Like I mean, in regards to Aspie and all that, what do you think? Well, I think um, knowing Tuchel, if we score first, he will drop back. Yeah. But I think we can take their their pressure. So I think he might sub him on. I mean, I'm talking about Rich James here. He might sub him on the 70th, maybe 75th minute to just uh, put more reinforcements in the, in the defense. All right, moving on. But I mean, I want to get predictions from you guys. What do you think? Abdul, prediction. If Chelsea score first, <laughs> win that match. 1-0, one, 2-0. One, one but if Liverpool score first, I cannot say what is going to happen in that match. Nah, forget because... about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. We're going to win. Forget about that. Chelsea for the win always. Chelsea for the win only. I feel like it's gonna be gonna be a nil-nil extra time and then penalty. Wow. And we will win by penalties and we will have to sub Kepa. But we have to sub Kepa. I was gonna ask you guys, who do you think will start? Kepa or Mendy? Definitely Mendy. Okay. It has to be Mendy though. 
But I'm not sure because it's a, a Carabao Cup and usually the club games go to the second goalkeeper. Yeah. But I'm not sure if they have to break this rule because Mendy is just amazing. And maybe he has to be replaced by Kepa if there's going to be penalties. The problem is with Mendy is he's awful at penalties. I just yeah. struggle to understand why. He never blocked a penalty. Mine is the one from Aguero, Aguero if you remember. And in the AFCON as well. In the African Cup of Nations as well. Exactly. But minus those two penalties, he never blocked. I just never understand why. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> so Abdul, what do you what do you think? So, it was your score prediction? I know you already, you didn't really give me like a clear one as well. Two new Chelsea. Okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about UB's topic. So UB, UB, you could say it yourself actually. One on one attackers, you can phrase it how you want. So yeah, um, if we're gonna talk about Messi, Neymar, these players have one thing in common, and that thing is flair. We lack flair. The only player that has true flair is Ziyech. True. When he plays with the ball between his feet, he tricks defenders on his right leg, on his left leg. This is this kind of flair I'm talking about. Talking purely about flair and you know ball control, uh, dribbling in general. We lack this. This can be trained. Of course, you have to be gifted. Not that Rudger suddenly can be <laughs> a flair player, of course. But you know, you know what I mean. Our attackers like Havertz. He has yeah. this touch already. So if they improve it with practice, I think we can have this. And they have to take uh, defenders one and one. Because if you notice in lots of the matches where we struggle or maybe score one goal and then we sit back, uh, our attackers and midfielders they, they get scared. Or at least this is how what I feel. This is why we need to have more flair built into our team, especially into our attacks. Actually, I mean, we're yeah. gonna buy Rafinha though. What do you? I mean, I, I guess right now you make a very good point, but I guess that's why we're looking to buy Rafinha. I'm hearing about Nabri as well. At the same time, too yeah. much too much flair in the team is actually a problem, to be honest. Yeah, it's actually a problem. Yeah, too much flair. It's all but about the balance. It's all about the balance, yeah. I feel like if you get a flair player, but it depends on the position you guys think we should get, because we already have ZH, which is on the left, or is it the right? Which other position do you think that we should buy a player who has that kind of flair? What position do you think we should get? Should we get a striker with flair? Should we get um, somebody on the right with flair, on the left with flair, or in midfield with flair? Depends on where, where, where that person plays. Yeah. Rafinha is a good example, because he's a flair player, but also he could play as a, as a wingback. But he's also yeah. comfortable on both uh, legs. Looking back at his time with Ren, I think he used to play for League 1. Uh, he used to be like a right mid, which makes you think that he's actually comfortable on both feet. And he's also good defensively, so his uh, defensive work rate is actually amazing as well, as, as much as his attacking work rate. He's also good at penalties, which means Jorginho doesn't have to shoot every single penalty anymore. He does the skip-jump thingy. I saw him, he actually did it against Chelsea when we played Leeds the other time. So, you know, I think he's a complete, um, um, you know, player. Yeah, exactly. Defensively, attackingly, and even in the midfield, if makeshift midfielder for some reason we have like three injured, he could be our center midfielder uh, as an emergency. And he's going to cheap 25 odd million pounds, I think. There's something in his release clause if Leeds were relegated. Exactly. No, I mean, there's another thing that if Leeds, uh, Leeds uh, were relegated, he could be sold for like minimal amount of money. This True. could be a good thing for Chelsea. Yeah, <laughs> but I hope Leeds don't get relegated because I do like them. Yeah, mm-hmm. they add nice touch to the Premier League. Actually. Sure. Yeah, they add that spice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this goes back to why we want ha- Hazard anyway. So I guess, like, where do you guys stand on Hazard? Oh, that that is a very big topic <laughs> right there. <laughs> Obviously, any Chelsea player, any Chelsea player, will find that here's the Hazard might come back or is coming back will be over the moon, mm-hmm. will be overjoyed. But at the same time, you cannot expect the Hazard of then come back and be the hazard of then now because mm-hmm. the Premier League has obviously changed from when he was there 
to now. So, but we hope that when he come, if he comes back, can be the same hazard we all we all know and love. Not like the one that is in Madrid right now, because <laughs> that's that's not the hazard we all we all know. To be honest, that that's not yeah. That, yeah. But if he comes back and he does everything he used to do, <laughs> everybody will be happy now. Nobody will complain. Uh, I'm in full support. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if he came back, just it would be like a fairy tale, as they say, right? But I don't expect him to have the same performances when he was, you know, at his prime at Chelsea. True, true. But no matter how bad, let's say, he would be, I think, first of all, he loves Chelsea. So he's not going to say, he's not going to play the same level at Madrid compared to Chelsea. That's number one. But number two, he has experience. He has the flair that I was talking about, actually. And his passing ability is amazing, which means he could be like a secondary striker or maybe mm-hmm. even a cam, a center attacking midfielder, you know. So I think he could be a good for Chelsea, regardless of his fitness. So that's my opinion on this. Yeah. If Hazard comes back, who drops? That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> It's not like Hazard will be a starter anyway. So Udoi, Hazard will, gen- will be. Um, Udoi doesn't even start. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, Hazard Udoi doesn't be a start. Hazard like, be... We're talking about, okay, let's say Hazard becomes a, stra- a starter now. Mm-hmm. Who are we going to drop that is currently in form? Pulisic, Pulisic then. Nah, nah. I mean, look, nah. Pulisic in his days, he's way better than Hazard. Yeah. But sometimes Pulisic just puts awful performances that it's not worth to start him. Like, don't get me wrong, yesterday he was amazing. But again, this is a rare display from Pulisic. Don't forget yeah. that Pulisic is also uh, very injury-prone. But Hazard, Hazard of recent two is an injury-prone. We have noticed it. In Madrid, he's true. Definitely. But maybe that's just Madrid. pain. Maybe that's just pain. Maybe it's, it's not the way we see it. But maybe... Maybe. Never... Maybe things change, man. I hope so. If he ever comes back to Chelsea, I hope it's going to be like his prime days. Do we, do we give Hazard back his number 10 shirt or are we leaving Pulisic with our number 10, please? Because we need to know who is, uh, who is holding our 10. Nah, <laughs> he, has to, he has to come back and show us that he, he deserves the 10 shirt. He can't just come. Yeah, he does. He does. Nah, he deserves it, man. He deserves yeah. it. Out of, out, out of respect. It's like when Drogba came back, Oscar gave him his, his shirt number back. So it's out of respect, you know. I I love him as well. I love him as well. But like, you know, I mean, unless you want Hazard to go back to seventeen, do you want that? Not really. So maybe if we start him from seventeen, you never know. He might perform well with the number seventeen. Exactly. If it's not <laughs> to bring youth back to his blood. Yeah. Show him that he's not the he's not the main man in form. Show him that he needs to end it. No, I, I think he, he knows. Gets. He knows. But for me, I feel like one, he can imagine if. Hazard becomes like the new Thiago Silva. And two, I feel like Tuku will get the best out of him. Like, look at Pulisic, for example. He's not as... He doesn't get as injured as he used to. I mean, obviously, he got injured for like nine weeks, eight weeks at the start of the season. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like yeah. now he's not injured anymore. So, I feel like, um, you know, Tuku could get I the best like out of him. Pulisic is, I feel like Pulisic is trying his best not to get injured, to be honest. Yeah. I, in some matches, yeah, you see him limping. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's trying his best to fight it off, like, like in yeah. against Lille yesterday, after that Renato Sanchez tackle, you could see that he was he was not his best after the tackle, but he stood his ground. He tried to shake it off, and I feel like it's actually working for him nowadays Fair because enough. he's trying his best not to get exactly. Injured. Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. All right. You, you, what do you have to say to that? I mean, I feel like he was tired, but what do you have to say to that? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Abdul. Like he sometimes uh, works his butt off to just skip an injury. I don't know how he does it, but. 
also it depends on the opposition. If the oppositions are really like very aggressive, and in the end he's a human being and there's nothing you can do. If you're gonna get injured, you're gonna get injured, you know? Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Alright, so the thing Chelsea should make as a summer signing. Like anybody that you think re- realistically though, realistically, like who do you think we should sign that will make the team better realistically? Let's let's Obi take this one first because I I have to think about this. It's, <laughs> it's not something. That... Oh, I could give you mine. Okay, let's make it two. Let's make it two. Let's make it two. So it'll be easier for us. I could give you okay. mine. So for me, I want. Or actually, let me not go back on my words. Let's make it one. For me, I want Ruben Neves at Wolves. I feel like he's a he's a very good midfielder. I could do a lot of positive for Chelsea. So what do you guys? Do think? we need another midfielder in Chelsea? Yeah, we do. Yeah, I I I disagree with you, man. <laughs> Allow me to say that, but we have Conor Gallagher coming from. Oh yeah, Thomas. don't true. forget he's still it's a Chelsea true. player. We I have forgot. a lot of midfielders. I forgot. Yeah. You know, I actually forgot about I forgot about Gallagher. No. Uh, I forgot about when him. it comes to the mid when it comes to Chelsea's <laughs> midfield right now, mm-hmm. I feel like it is actually good the way it is with with the young boys out there <laughs> on loan right now. I feel like. We should just not tamper with our midfield right now. <laughs> what we should look for, maybe in our attack, or maybe even a bench player that would be there to just come in and do the magic when we need him. To be honest, okay. Right okay let me take it back then. I want Ryan Aniri at Wolves. The same is a left. He's a left back, left wing back. Yeah, I like I like him, so I want him. I want Aniri. No, of recent we should not be looking for. We should be looking for both left and right because. Asby is is old and he might actually leave Chelsea. Yeah, Alonso is not is not the best player in the world <laughs> in Premier League. But anyway, <laughs> he might. So now, yeah, I, I mean, I was entitled to only one one transfer, but I want Ryan Aniri. So and ideally, I, w- I want Ruben Neves. But what you said about Gallagher is very true. So I'll go for Ryan Aniri. He could be like he could be like a challenger to Chilwell. I trust him to do a good job. Oh, challenger to Chilwell. Chilwell in his form, he's he's a beast. Is a beast. Yeah. So that's that's more than a Yeah. That's very big. <laughs> All right, you guys, Yubi, Yubi, what do, who do you think? Who do you think we should sign? I think if it's only one for some reason, one player, it has to be someone who's comfortable to be both, uh, like I mean, good at defending and attacking. And for that, I would choose Rafinha, because as I explained earlier, uh, his he can be a good wing back, as well as uh, he could be like. Uh, secondary striker actually he's that good so it has to be Rafinha yeah yeah. if you had asked me mm-hmm. before the season started who Chelsea should have bought you know who I would have called Marcus Rashford because I love Rashford for some <laughs> reason I don't know why I love Rashford that boy is actually very good mm-hmm. but now that I have listened to what Obi has said I feel like if he if what Obi is saying that Rafinha can deliver what He's saying, I feel like we should go for Rafinha as well. It means we'll be keeping Lukaku then, because we'll be having crosses into the box now. And we can keep Havertz. Lukaku <laughs> can just come in and score two goals. <laughs> just, just leave Lukaku for now. We don't know what to do with him, but yeah. we'll eventually get, we'll get there. I would give him one more year, I think. If he's uh, not delivering enough, he has to go. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You guys should just give him a year. Let's let's see what he has to offer one more year. Not even a complete year, <laughs> but till that January transfer window. Let's see what he has to offer. For, I agree, man. For me, I for agree. me, it's too long. But you know, I want to retract. I want to retract. I mean, I know we said let's keep it realistic and all that, but I forgot to mention Erling Haaland. I feel like we should still get Haaland, but I feel like that's oh. that, that dream uh, has sailed. So. No, you see, 
Yeah, you're right. No, though, you're right. It's impossible. That's what you might think is not realistic, <laughs> but if Chelsea <laughs> capture another Champions League this yeah, season, yeah. do you know what that possibility brings in us getting a player like Haaland yeah. or whoever we even want? Yeah. To I don't want to jinx it. A lot I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to say it, but I don't want to jinx it. I feel we should take it step by step because this time last year, nobody said Chelsea was going to win the Champions League, so I don't want to jinx it. I just want to go step by step. That's, that's just the best thing. We just look at it because if actually notice that this is the same way we won last year as well. True. We were just going into matches, winning, <laughs> true, winning. True. It's it wasn't something too hot or serious. And we got it done. So if God is with us, we win another one. We get that tree on our badge right there. Yeah. Fair we, enough. We can, we can make the noise <laughs> we were born to make. Fair enough, fair enough. So you be what do you have to say? Well, I agree with both of you. Give Lukaku with time, maybe he he could prove himself better. If not, he could be sold and we can move on. For Haaland, it's impossible. He immediately wants to play it in La Liga, I think. Fair enough. Have you guys noticed that most players, most young players like Mbappe, Haaland, want to go to La Liga? Why? <laughs> I don't know. They're fascinated by, by La Liga, even though right now, in my opinion, very boring. Yeah. Ever since Messi left and Ronaldo left, yeah. even El Clasico feels like a normal match yeah. to me, at least. Yeah. To be honest, right now, I feel like if you are not in the Premier League, I don't see your accomplishments. If you score 40 goals, 50 goals in a league and you're not in the Premier League, I feel like it's not in... Like how they were saying Benzema and Vinicius are performing in La Liga. But they are. I strongly feel like... Yeah, but I strongly feel like if they were to come up against a team like Man City, those two players would be left for dead. They nah. won't be even noticed throughout that I match. disagree. If yeah. you think about it. I highly disagree. If you think about it. I highly disagree. But you okay. disagree that yeah. Benzema and Vinicius will be able to perform <laughs> against Liverpool or Man City. Yeah. Come on. I think d- about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it has to do with the manager as well. Because, I mean, when you look at that PSG-Madrid game, um, Ancelotti was quite defensive. But for Zidane, I feel like Zidane would have been more offensive. Exactly. The sad part is that PSG... PSG actually just won the Madrid that they were all claiming Vinicius and whoever. No, so, but they were I defensive. They were defensive, though. I mean, UBD, did you watch the Exactly. Match? If they were that good, no matter how defensive a team is, <laughs> they should be able to score now. What are they? What, <laughs> do you see the hype they are giving these players? Like, <laughs> they are making them seem as if anything they touch, it turns to gold. UB, what do you think? Did you watch the match, the PSG Madrid match? Yeah, I did. It was very defensive. I mean, it's very typical from Italian uh, coaches. Conti. Yeah, yeah. He used to be very defensive. Yeah. But I mean, he should have attacked more. If I was the manager, I would go all attack because there's literally nothing to lose. It's the first leg. You need to test the waters. Similar to Lille. They came to, to the bridge. They almost scored. Yeah. yeah. So you have to go all attack. At least the first 15, 20 minutes, test the waters. But Ancelotti just sat back very deep and he was punished. Lille were the champions of league and last season. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't just look at that because to me right now if a player is signing for any club he should go to a league that he knows that okay his value to be seen he he is he's meant to be he's meant to be getting the hype he's getting because most of them right now they score 40 goals in leagues that even the lowest player in Premier League could go there and <laughs> do the same that's thing. With Lukaku <laughs> I know Lukaku <laughs> really must be playing in Syria. Just stay there and be doing what he likes. To yeah. Do. No, for me, I mean, one year to keep Lukaku at Chelsea is too long. I'd rather have him leave. Why not say season. one year? No, we're not actually saying one year. Yeah. We're saying till that January. But it's difficult to offload just a player that at that time. period. That's a problem. But it's all right. It's very a player like Lukaku is not difficult. <laughs> he 
depends on the amount we've been, been trying to offload Ross Barkley for how many years and he's still at Chelsea so nobody wants exactly <laughs> you're calling a player like yeah. Ross Barkley he's looking for it's Ross just Barkley. very difficult to sell him I mean who's gonna take him right now nobody's gonna pay that much money exactly exactly we need let's at least get what we need if, if Lukaku can come and be scoring goals in finals for us even if that's when he only scores we don't mind <laughs> yeah don't mind he, to be honest, I wouldn't mind if he comes, he enters, he scores one goal in the final for us to win it. Ooh. It's good. He doesn't have to score the other goals. Then when we want to offload him, we offload him 60, 70 million. We <laughs> get our money back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lukaku, look for the next best. Lukaku is unknown for big, big goals, but to be honest, he scored a big goal. He scored two big goals in the Club World Cup, but nonetheless, he's not known for big goals. So I think that's yeah. highly unlikely. So yeah, um, <laughs> Abdul... I think you've spoken a lot, so you don't have anything. Do you have anything else to say? I'm about to round it up now. We pray for Chelsea to win the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True that, true that. Yubi, what, what about you? What do you have to say? Well, it's just good luck for Chelsea. I hope we win everything. Yeah, me too. Me too. So yeah, um, it was so good to have you guys on Essentially Blue Podcast and everyone listening. I hope you had a, I hope you enjoyed the conversation we had and yeah, it would be great to have you guys again on the show. Podcast, rather. So, yeah. Thank you so much, man. Cheers, man. Good to have you guys. Thanks again. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks, man. Cheers.